Hi guys, and welcome to the Shelf Help Keep Calm pop-up podcast, a series of bite-sized interviews created at our barn in Norfolk, featuring our favoured authors, experts and friends, sharing their well-being strategies, and designed to help us all find some calm amongst the coronavirus chaos. It's Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK and the theme is kindness. And so this week we are being super kind and delivering three epic podcast guests for you, each sharing their strategies on good mental health and the impact of kindness on our well-being. Today's guest is Jasmine Hemsley, a three-time best-selling author, the co-founder of Hemsley and Hemsley and East by West, a TV presenter, chef, food and health writer, restaurateur and nutrition and wellness expert. With a passion for eating well to feel happier and healthier, Jasmine uses her platform to promote a 360-degree approach to health, and during the coronavirus has been sharing incredible content on all aspects of well-being via her Instagram account, including lunchtime sound baths, wellness workshops, and day retreats. So please check that out. And in the meantime, enjoy our conversation. So hi Jasmine, thank you so much for your time today. Um, this week it's Mental Health Awareness Week and the theme is kindness. So really happy to be speaking to you, one of the kindest people I know, giving so much at the moment and um, yeah, just sharing so much. So it, it's a real your Instagram account. It's just such a nourishing place for everyone right now. So thank you for being here. Thank you. That's really kind. That's really kind. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> kindness overload um what's your current situation just to give us a bit of a context of what a corona life looks like for you uh, with regard to yet yeah, working and playing i suppose well i have to say that the, as you said corona the first thing that came in the mental picture was a beer so i think i'm in i'm in i'm in summer mode what's it been like my experience so i would say that i was kind of aware from the chat it was going on that we would be going into lockdown probably two weeks before they announced it. Mm. And uh, I was a little bit tentative because Nick's mom was coming to visit for the very first time since we moved here two years ago. Um, and so I was a little bit worried about that. Um, but I was also kind of looking forward to this idea of being at home. Um, since I've moved a little bit out of town, I've become a real homebody. I think just, just that step away from the kind of high energy of living in central London has mm. really created a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm literally a 20 minute train journey into Victoria, but it's just from someone that lives right in zone two, it's just given me a bit more space in my life. And I've been really drinking it up um, when I actually thought it would give me less space because I thought I'd always just be commuting, you know, all the time. Um, so when uh, we went into lockdown, I was kind of looking forward to it. And I already, as my busy Vata mind, already had, I'm going to do this. We're going to clear out the garage. We're going to paint that. We're going to do this. And what happened instead was a big punch in the face uh, for both Nick and I, because we, we got hit by a virus of some kind, perhaps COVID, I don't know. Um, and it just felt like extreme fatigue, which we mm. thought was kind of feeding in and I'm sure some of it is that the, the kind of the energy of this unknown you know this fear this kind of oh have we got enough food what's happening mm. to so-and-so when are we going to see them what's happening with the business you know all that kind of anxiety that was going around we just thought it was a reaction to that um which was kind of confusing for me because I, I I thought I'd kind of digested that a couple of weeks earlier and then it wasn't until I realized from a few funny mishaps like burning our food five times in a row and me starting to put copious amounts of salt onto my food that we couldn't smell or taste anything. 
and Nick and I don't watch the news. So it, it's, we didn't realize straight away. And then we, we spoke to my homeopath and she was like, yeah, this is, this is basically what everybody's coming in um, with symptom wise that she's talking to at the moment. So once we realized that we kind of gave ourselves permission to rest and, um, and yeah, there was that anxiety of what, what we're doing. You know, we were in the middle of kind of um, launching a couple of projects and every second email that every every email that came through mentioned the virus, and every second email um, was about a cancellation of work. Mm. So of course you, you know, you start worrying and you start trying to. Well, you start you feel a little bit disheartened because a lot of time and energy goes into to many of these projects. Wonder what the outcome is going to be. And now what are we? Seven eight weeks on and. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I threw myself into the garden eventually when I felt better and I've just been just growing carrots <laughs> There's so much. And, and, and really checking on my carrots every morning. Like it's the most important job on the planet and it's, um, it's quite rewarding. And I'm, you know, there's a whole soap opera playing out with them. Um, the local foxes and the local badgers trying to get into my carrots and uh, so and, and then the dogs kicking off and um, but yeah I have to say we didn't I didn't although apart from work and being social in the beginning in that respect of going doing lives and interviews and stuff I didn't have enough brain wits to really speak to friends and family and it's only in recently that I've actually enjoyed that extra bit of time just to call on an old friend make time to speak with friends on the other side of the world yeah really enjoying it and looking forward to, su- to summer and and also interesting being interested in the anxiety of going back to work yeah sure because that that's the thing now isn't it the kind of yeah. um, the transition the other way every I think people are kind of like we'd like to know when things are going back to some kind of normal but we also need a, a bit of a notice <laughs> grace period to just work through that again because yeah we are we are creatures of habits mm. But we also, and we also, while we like to you know be sporadic, we also get, um, we feel uncomfortable if about the unknown, and um, and that's what lockdown has done. It's given us a massive dose of the unknown. So it sounds like you've got, um, it's like different projects because like you just mentioned about you know about the emails coming through at the beginning with like cancellations and stuff, and of course you can't be, you can't help but be affected by that in the immediacy of it but I suppose like now I'm really enjoying my inbox has never been so quiet and yeah. well, now now that I've gotten over the kind of original panic and kind of made peace with the fact that work is going to look different um it's kind of given me opportunity to try new things you're like drawing all this new content on and like doing the Sunday slows and the well-being workshops and things like that and it's, they've been brilliant they've, they've really yeah. really worked and 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 i've been speaking to a couple of people because i had so many guests on um you know doing the practical things for wellness wednesday workshop and i had um one lady lena khalifa has a company called she fighters she teaches um self-defense and empowerment for women and she said you know jazz you made me rethink this because i was i was always about being the one-on-one you know because of course connection eye to eye contact touch so important and i and i don't think we've ever you know it's been it's been wonderful to hear people talking about this because you know the brits are not not that touchy-feely in general mm. um but she said uh you know I've realized I can actually reach more people this way and, and I'll and, and I'm going to explore it I feel very I feel very privileged to be in a position to talk like this on, on two levels one in that I have a setup that has enabled me you know I work from home a lot in my normal day-to-day anyway and so it wasn't foreign to me to sit at a table and, and work on my laptop um and not and and have meetings over over zoom and skype 
And also because I think in the last 10, 15 years, I've learned so much about, I have tools, thanks to Ayurveda and, mm. and so many different philosophies to manage this uncertainty, to manage this not knowing and my expectations and to kind of feel into things a bit more intuitively. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time at all. I, I my, my brain gets in the way, I, you know, fear jumps in. But I can recognize it easier. And from there, I can go, right, let's back to base camp. Let's start again. So I don't go off into a whole week of, of angst. I, I can rein it in within a day or two or, or maybe even within 20 minutes. And that's something that has been put to the test and, and has been working well for me um, during this time. Yeah, absolutely. The Shelf Help, the book club's gone online. So we do weekly Zoom book clubs now, which are, which are going really well. And before we only did like meetups once every month or so. But um, a lot of people are saying we do all this work because when times are good, it's fine to kind of enhance your well-being and, and add to it. But it's when the shit hits the fan, isn't it, that we really need to go back to, like you say, these practices and the things that we've learned about ourselves and about how we deal with things. Are there any... Um, strategies or techniques that you've lent on a lot lately or more or that you've been shoring up or that you've been just really happy that you have in your in your toolkit I think I think meditation it's um I was trying to think of something more interesting than meditation but I have to say it just comes back to the meditation all the time and it's something I've been doing for 10 years supposed to be doing it twice a day sometimes I achieve that sometimes not but that is where I do my dirty laundry in private and I really get to know what I really think about people, certain people, certain things, certain activities. And I get very honest with myself. And it's not that I, I literally talk to myself. It's where I become more aware of what my feelings are. Because, you know, sometimes your, your, your head filters into something different and it comes out as something different, you know. So, you, for example, you know, when you burst into tears over a situation like you, you spilt the milk. Mm, yeah kind of thing and you're like but why is this so upsetting why can't I just mop it up and get on and it's because it's just you know it's a release from something else so um the meditation provides that for me and it's and it's something that I wax lyrical about all the time because because it's free you know I I do these sound Mm. bars and I love it I love the feminine energy I love you know people see me and think I'm so feminine they don't realize that I'm actually (laughs) I just love a pair of trousers, love sitting with my legs apart, love being, <laughs> you know, being rude and crude and, and loud and brash. But that part, that's what the sound baths do for me. That's just a kind of secondary tool. Whereas the meditation is once you learn it, you own it, you take it with you anywhere, it's free and you can do it everywhere. And so that's why that for me is one of the most important things. But the meditation helps me to... To, to sort it all out, you know, to, to sort out my feelings of missing mom, of, of wondering what my future is. And, and, and also dealing with those concerns of like, oh, I'm kind of, kind of like lockdown. I feel a bit guilty about that. Um, mm. Other people are suffering and I am just in my garden. And that is a really good point because I think we, I speak to obviously a lot of people in, in the wellbeing space. And as you said before, a lot of us are privileged enough that we, might work like this already or that we're kind of using this as a time to reinforce practices that we've been learning um yeah. i think it's so important to, to to make the most of this situation whatever that situation looks like to you and the fact that you you are spending time outside you are enjoying being at home it just it shows in the work that you're doing and what you're bringing and so you wouldn't be able to share 
in the same way if you were feeling that there's some some benefits and i think i think what's come out of this is actually that for those who are feeling good who are gliding at the moment it is our duty to share that good energy so i think we have to be careful about a what we take in and b what we put out and so for those who are gliding i really think we should share not push it in anyone's face or anything like that even if it's just via meditations or prayers or thoughts or letters i think we have to share that because that kind of energy just creates more good energy and so for those who are struggling if you can pick up a bit of that energy you'll have more energy to put into okay so this isn't working take a beat take a breath let's redesign what happens next or let's call in what i want to happen next because you know where your attention goes energy flows Mm-hmm. So not to be scared of negative thoughts or being being negative and saying negative things, but just to also notice and replace with so, so many beautiful things that you see around you. And that the positive breeds more positive and, and which is always a good thing. And then the yeah. other quote that came up for me was, um, it's only in not knowing yourself that the opinions of others matter. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was a really good quote because it's you know a lot of people are now sitting with themselves like they haven't ever before and i think mm-hmm. there's a whole new appetite for well-being and there's a and, and obviously this is mental health week there's a whole new appetite for learning how to take care of ourselves mentally and so much of what gets us down are our thought patterns and our projections of the future which don't exist yeah exactly it's like the totally agree the anxiety around what might happen or what what could happen it's that's that's been kind of amplified because there's so much unknown at the moment and we all know that anxiety is never there's nothing positive comes from it ever it's like you said it's always about being in that future space and we don't know what it looks like um i really like the a quote that rebecca campbell says um and she says be the lighthouse and the idea there is that you should shine so that people can see you shining and kind of move towards it which i think what you're talking about in um like it's a really good it's a really good time for people who've never meditated before to to learn about it it's a really good time for people who've never had the chance to do a sand bath with jasmine hemsley to get on instagram and do it and and you know kind of reap these benefits so i think actually talk about it the more that you know i think you and i tony i hope we're fairly kind of normal or in you know or approachable or when i learned to meditate i just had a a completely wrong view of what it was i thought meditators were meditation was for dropouts or meditation for people Mm. who didn't want to be part of society didn't want to work a day's do a day's work that was not what what i considered aspirational aspirational is people out there doing business getting things done you know, um, having something to show for it. That was very much my feelings. And then, um, and then I, I literally on the couple of weeks before I turned 30, I got really turned on to it in that I just kept bumping into meditators mm. and all kinds of meditators, you know, people that I would never have, have thought are meditators. And I'm like, well, if they're doing it and they're doing it and they change their life and it's changed their life and there's something in this and it must have just been my time because honestly I couldn't look left or right without bumping into a meditator and then I kind of begged Nick to do it with me and Nick is so chilled and then he did it and he he loved it more than me we use it as a as a remedy and we use it as a preventative Mm. what about um 
So let's talk about kindness then, because this is um, the theme this week is kindness as a, as how it uh, relates to mental health. And I suppose that could be kindness to yourself or um, kindness to others. So do you think the two things are linked? And if so, how? And I mean, how important is kindness in your life? Is it something you try and cultivate? Yeah, I think I think it's, you know, obviously, as a child, you, you hear about it a lot. You know, you grow up with this share your things and this and that um and then you know i i guess in my 20s you didn't hear a lot about the word kindness i, I think there's a real thing in the 90s or noughties where well life got a bit like hard and i think especially for women it's quite a masculine world and women were still trying to find their equal opportunity and everything became this kind of game face type of thing and now i just feel like everything is softening off and and kindness is a superpower because wow it's it makes you feel good you know so it stokes the ego and that kind of thing yeah. but also it, it, you're passing on this energetic buzz to somebody else and um and i think it i think kindness goes with gratitude mm -hmm. and and because if you have something to give it means you have something you know um and often we compare or you know fear and anxiety comes from this idea of lack like uh, 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 there's not gonna be enough toilet roll in the supermarket for me mm. or so and so is gonna get my job unless I step it up and and, and get that promotion and um, um, what if I don't have the same income next year and you know all these things that that grip us you know really literally just feel like we're being strangled or, or that our shoulders are being weighed down or our back kind of caves in they tend to kind of physicalities in the body and then on the other side as soon as you think, but I do have this and I do have that. And mm. it's, this is all transient and it's all subject to change. The only constant is change. Um, but right now I have this and I have enough of this that I can give someone else something, whether it is a kind word, a letter, you know, some of your vegetables that you've got too many of, um, mm. a, a, an extra portion of your meal, or you offer to go and water their garden or something. It means you've got something to give. And I think that's when you're reminded of, how much you're worth in at the heart space level and also how much you've got to give physically and you just get more perspective on things and it and 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 that's what i think kindness does for us mentally it reminds mm -hmm. us of what we are and what we have and i love the idea that um like love and kindness they never they don't need to run out because no they don't ever need to run out and so and the ripple effect from one act of kindness uh you get showing that to someone else means that they're more likely to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. And like you said, the, the, the mental and the kind of physical, you as, a, as the giver will, will receive yeah. the benefits so much from it. So it's so, it's so important for our mental health. It's a lovely buzz. It's a lovely, lovely buzz. You know, as soon as the, you know, a neighbourhood, uh, people in a community just pass something on, it's just like a door is open. So I think it's, it's very important. And that kindness can be tiny, teeny tiny. It can be... Absolutely. Um, do you have one piece of advice you could share with us and the listeners on, um, I suppose, either on making the most of the, this time or on kind of just staying sane and as healthy and happy as possible over the next few weeks and throughout all this unknown? I think with uncertainty, I think, I think like another quote that I always remember is change is the only constant. So we are we have to be that central point of the spinning plate and that's where taking a breath looking at the sky looking at a flower 
kind of puts that perspective back in it's finding that stillness and that space and uh, and even if you're trapped in a small um, apartment with four kids and other people and you know that space is in is within you it's inside of you and um i feel like again it comes back to that quote of like know thyself you know um because you're you're stronger for it so i i guess it's take take time to yourself to rebalance to bring balance whatever that looks like just just um just offer yourself that time and take it because um be that you know this is how you become the lighthouse this is how you teach your loved ones how to prioritize the important things in life you have to do it when you read these stories and people sharing their personal experiences that have become book worthy there's always a crisis there's always a challenge there's always something that spurs them to get to know themselves in another way you know to get to know that bliss contentment um creativity happiness that resides in in all of us it's right there mm. and it's just in our external world that we get caught up in everybody else's opinions and energies and ideas and distractions um and so you know so much greatness and, and it doesn't have to be book worthy greatness or big business big society named greatness i'm talking about fulfilling your life um it's the challenges it's that that forces you to be creative and and to get to know yourself brilliant thank you so much for sharing all that thank you so much for inviting me and um yeah happy national mental health awareness week and kindness and all the stuff that goes with it it's um it's lovely that we get to talk about this in in our lifetime in such a way gorgeous thanks so much bye-bye see you later I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hopefully lots there that you'll be able to use now and post-corona too. For more like this, check out and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and you can also connect with me and the Shelf Help family online via Instagram, our Facebook community or our members site, the Shelf Help Clubhouse. I'm also running weekly Zoom book clubs every Monday evening and you can find more about all the ways to get involved and stay connected on our website, shelfhelp.club. Keep calm, stay well. Thank you for being here.